What is going on, everyone? It is me, Johnny. We are back with MMA Arcade Episode 2. Rob, how you going, man? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Let me have a go at that. MM Arcade. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Out of the Didn't gate. Didn't make the mistake it. twice. <laughs> no, no, I did not. And it, it made it easier listening to the way you said it. I don't know. You Thank said you. it flawlessly. So MM yeah. Arcade podcast. We'll get it there and we're not going to mess it up anymore at all. We are there. So your podcast, your weekly podcast of right. MMA information and gaming news. Absolutely. And we've just had a big weekend. But first of all, thank you all of you for watching our first episode. I mean, really enjoyed all the feedback. It seemed like everyone liked it. Hey, Rob? Yeah, massively. And uh, yeah, yeah. We, we have taken all the feedback. We've seen all the responses yep. and we've taken them on board and processed them. And mm -hmm. I don't know, we, we'll try to at least do one of them. <laughs> well, one of the things that we will do on YouTube, uh, we will put timestamps in the description. Mm -hmm. So if there is a particular segment you want to jump to, feel free to. But we are talking about UFC 286 and we are starting off with the main card or the main event, I should say, Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards. We're going to be recapping all the main card fights and then talking about some video game news after, talk about what we're playing, and then add on some fan questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can I just quickly point out, mm. look at look at the background, mate. Look at the background. You've look added at the something. Shelf. Look at the shelf. <laughs> can, I, can I get some record? You didn't even mention it, even when we were off I there. wanted to leave it. Thing. No, hold on. I wanted to leave it for the podcast because that's when the reaction is best. It does look good, man. I mean, I don't have mate. a UFC belt to display. <laughs> no, but you got tons of other stuff. I'll trade you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You know what I want to get? I want to get a WWE replica belt. That's the best thing that I can get. Mate, those dudes are athletes. Let's not get yeah. into those dudes. But um, well, I'm sure we can fight for, for a, a gaming belt somewhere down the future for sure. We'll, oh, we'll, 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 do, make, we'll do it live. Look, here's the thing. If the podcast starts to do really well, we'll make up our own MMRK belt. You can get those things made. I would love to have one of those. Have you ever played the game Super Smash Brothers? Of course, of course. So which one are you talking about specifically? The, the the latest one. What's the one now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Melee Ultimate. Yeah. yeah. Do you play this one? Yeah, yeah, on the Switch. Okay, well, we can we can make a belt for that tonight because <laughs> but, uh, you don't know. I will do you. You got no idea. You got no idea. I haven't idea. played in years now. I man. am. I I am a sweat. I have to put on sweatbands. I need to take electrolytes. <laughs> like when I'm playing that game, I, I, it tilts me so bad, so bad. <laughs> Who's your mate in, in Super Smash? Uh, Ganondorf. Yeah, fair. Yeah, the good old fair. dwarf. <laughs> no. Look, I, I'm Pikachu because I played Pikachu since 64 days. Really? And I've stuck. It, oh, Pikachu is always a gun. Always a gun. Dude, he is strong. He is strong. Like very, very strong. Yeah. But, Love Pikachu, but we're getting sidetracked. We've got we, we started are, off we with are. the games and not the the <laughs> MMA. But we let's are. talk, okay. Rob. All right. So we got Ed, Edwards Usman, the main event at UFC two eight six. So we ultimately top down, huh? Yeah, top down, top okay, down. Okay, I figure okay, everyone okay. would want us to talk about this it, first, right? It it was a stellar card. There were there were some yeah. cracker fights, and the fact that it was for us anyway, Australians. It was yeah. on at 8 a.m., you know, like yeah. got to wake up early, watch the fights, have a coffee and still have my whole yep. Sunday to do all my other Sunday great. activities. <laughs> because usually it starts at 2 p.m., right? Like when it's in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. And and it's like once you start watching them around midday-ish, like your your day's gone. Your Sunday's gone just watching yep. fights, which is not a bad Sunday. Yeah. But but I, You don't you feel know, as productive. Yeah, you only get you only get two days on the weekend, you know. But Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman, and 
I said it. I had a feeling. I had yeah, a feeling look, Leon Edwards was going to do it. Your fence sitting ultimately paid off, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, yeah. I love the fence. <laughs> I love sitting on the fence. Well, yeah, it's a hard sport to 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 judge on, but absolutely. You you know what it is? Is because like to, in, in my mind, so the, the the basic game plan to stuff someone who wants to who's primarily a wrestler, you know, they, yeah. and you have superior hands than that than they do, but they want to take you down and control the fight. There, all you do yeah. is straight line kicks, defend yeah. the takedowns. Uh, don't overextend with your strikes and mm-hmm. like really start mixing levels, especially when it's the southpaw, like working working his eyes low so that you can go high and, and then vice versa. Like in my head, that is such a simple strategy. And I always think this, but then you see people mm. like like Usman before the weekend, like Islam Makachev, like Khabib does, like that 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 just like destroy the rules, take people yeah. down, hold them down. And like and they do it to a point where you I, like you you start to second guess like maybe the plan doesn't work or like why isn't this working when to me it yeah. makes so much sense. Usman, um, Leon Edwards renewed my faith Dude, that, it, he that sometimes it. it is just that easy. <laughs> you know, Dude, um, his kicks. I I felt the pain in Usman's legs every time one of those kicks landed. Holy crap, man! Yeah, and. Like he was just chopping low because you could tell. Like yeah. I was almost probably about halfway through the fight, I was almost certain Usman was going to get head kicks because yeah. he was setting it up so well. He was just chopping that leg, and it to me, if I was fighting a wrestler, I would avoid round round kicks, like kicks, yeah. kicks from the side because you're always worried about it getting caught. Especially if yeah. you, if, if wrestling is a no go, you don't want to go there. But not against a southpaw because. He's he's caught him with the head kick. That's that's the open side. Is the kick the side he's kicking those legs in? So mm. if he tries to risk, he can't risk bringing his hand down because he'll lead another shin to the face. And it it was it was a picture perfect fight for Leon Edwards. Um, Man, yeah, it, he had was, a game plan and he stuck to it. And ultimately, right. it just felt like Usman could never get his own game plan. He tried some takedowns. It they, they didn't really work. And just the kicks, like it ultimately dominated the fight. It was able, it allowed Edwards to keep his distance for pretty much all the fight. I know that there were the rounds where we can talk about the round three point deduction with the grabbing onto the fence. My my brother messaged me and was like, "Oh, he's he grabbed the 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 glove and everything like that." There were a few moments in there like that, so he ultimately <laughs> did get the point deduction. But he, so here's the thing, even so, with that point deduction, if that didn't happen, he would have won uh, unanimously. It was only yeah. because of that point deduction that one of the judges' cards ended up being a draw, but still the others were in favor of, of Edwards for the rest of it. So would you call that fight in favor of Edwards? I assume you you would as well. Oh, easily, easily. I think yeah. he controlled the entire fight. He, he controlled the spacing super well, never overextended yeah. any shots, was peppering away, constantly doing damage. Mm. And you know what goes under uh, undervalued was how good Leon Edwards wrestling defense on the on the wall was like 100%. He just two on one isolated one hand the entire fight. Did not let it up once. Usman couldn't get any sort of momentum or steam going with that. Yeah. It, it regarding the 
the the dirty the dirty strats and tactics like the little grub the, the glove grab the, the cage grab the nut shot <laughs> i remember when when like the third one come up i was like ah oh, you uh, he's done it again you, you dirty dog <laughs> but you know he wasn't kicking me in the nuts so i don't care but it's all, it clearly it must have thrown him uzman off a little bit you know because that 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 takedown could have changed the game because that was at a yeah. pivotal point where Usman had to go on and win pretty much every round to win that fight because he did lose those first two rounds. It's, uh, it's like, hard. According to most of the judges anyway. Yeah, it's... Okay, the, the whole the whole cage grabbing. Now, that is such a hard thing to, to try and work out and there's mm. no real right answer at the moment that I can see that refs have anyway because you, you deduct a point... Okay, yep. but you lost a takedown. How much did that takedown mean to you? And we saw it last, uh, the week before last, with Rafael. Um, I forget his, I can't, it's eluding me right now, but he retired on that <laughs> fight as well. Anyway, yeah. he was taking the guy down, and the guy held the fence, okay, couldn't get the takedown. Yeah. He got deducted one point because mm. the takedown would have gone through. Referee said it would have gone through. We're deducting one yeah. point. Here you go. Yeah. He proceeded. To rock Raphael and then mm -hmm. scramble into a submission from that, like which would not have happened in an alternate reality where he yeah. gets the takedown on the fence. It is, but what do you do? What do you do? Do you do you not take a point and try to recreate a position? Because if you've yeah. ever started, if anybody's ever started in a position like with they've gone out in jujitsu mats or anything else, they understand that like yeah. stopping the play, moving it in, like with dead momentum is either detrimental to it's detrimental to one or the other it's not a neutral position anymore it's yeah. um but what do you do what do you do there is no perfect solution like ultimately this is probably the best thing that they can do but yeah it it could have had an impact it's my could have got him to the ground and and dominated that round made him tired made him bloodied whatever it might be and could have mm. gone on to one the fourth and fifth so we'll never know now in an alternate reality mm. that could have happened mm. because I, it was ultimately in the end it was a close fight right uh yes yeah, it was close i'm not saying it was uh, <laughs> oh yeah maybe usman won it like no i know some people were trying to say that that's that's crap but it was at least somewhat close but clearly edwards got the win in the end i i i thought i thought Leon Edwards won it pretty handedly. Like handedly, he won it okay, all right. handedly. He won it, and he, right. he 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 looked in control of the entire fight. Usman didn't land any significant takedowns, like at all. You know, I like, mean, he got a few good all. strikes in, like that elbow. Did you, did you remember that elbow? Smash yeah, him in the face, like. Well, but there were points where where um, Leon was just like almost wrapping his shin around his head. You know, in those in that later fourth, <laughs> yeah. in that later fifth, yeah, and. And it's very. I think people um, disregard the leg kicks too much, uh, a lot as well because you don't see a lot of yeah. damage on the fighters. It's not something you can see uh, super clearly, mm. but it's there. He was chopping his leg the entire time with the stomps, yeah. and outside, inside kicks. It was. It was. It Dude, was I wouldn't even say you, you did see it. There was one kick where Usman looked visibly shook. And I was like, holy crap. Those mm. And credit to him, though, he stood up that entire fight. It went five rounds, even yeah. in the midst of all of that. Yeah, and you know that's that's something I heard you you heard on the on the grapevine. You know, it's like people are saying Usman knees have finally gone. They're gone. They're finally given out. 
you know, and because no. he, he he's got bad knees. I don't know if you've heard, but yeah. he's got really bad knees. Like apparently, I've never <laughs> seen that someone like that with bad knees <laughs> take him with those hit kicks and still be standing. That is Mate, that is. Uh, if he has uh, bad knees, I don't want to know what my knees are like. That's horrible. Apparently, he goes down stair staircases backwards. Like that's how bad. No, that's no, what I've no heard. That's way. what I've heard. But well, we we need mate. to get a tinfoil hat. I, where is it? That's the next <laughs> thing you're adding to your background. I remember one mate saying, like, he was going for Leon Edwards, and he's just going, kick his knees, kick his knees, kick his <laughs> knees. <laughs> so, but, All right, you know, Rob, um, got- Le- yeah, Leon Edwards had a perfect game plan stuck through with it five rounds. I think yep. that was a championship effort. All right. Congratulations. I've got to man. ask you, though, because this has been the really controversial topic. Who does Edwards fight next? Because if, if you listen to Dana, Covington – is going to get the fight. He was the backup fighter. But if you were to go by like who deserves it by, you know, fight win streak and all that, you would have to say Bilal Muhammad. Who who do you, I would ask you first, who do you think should get the fight? If you should. could say. Oh, should. Man, that, Not that will, such, should. That's, that's, that's such a hard thing to, oh, <laughs> that's such a hard thing to, to mention. And, Okay, I, I want to just sit here and start contemplating, but my dad told me, yep. he goes, don't go quiet on your podcast because I thought there was something <laughs> wrong with my podcast. <laughs> and I was like, so, and honestly, uh, it, it is so hard to say because I think I think both guys have very strong arguments. Okay, I was watching it. Oh, I was yeah. watching. Co- I was watching Covington talk smack about uh, <laughs> Islam well. and Covington. Yeah. Like just just a minute ago, and he's he's a crack up dude. He's funny. Yeah. He is. Oh, he's a draw. He's the biggest he, draw in that he division. Is, but he's also a killer of that division. He lost yeah. to Osman twice. I think his last losses. Yeah. You know yeah. that's. But, I mean, yeah, he he did win his last fight, but but that was against someone that I think at the time, um, Jorge, who was Masvidal wasn't actually in the top ten. So that's what a lot of people are saying. Like, does Covington yeah. actually deserve it? But like, it's not just about that. It's also about selling a freaking pay per view. Yeah. Like, that's I, I, the big thing. Yeah, I think I think both Muhammad and Bilal Muhammad and Covington deserve the shot. I think they both deserve it. It's just a matter of who gets it first. And at the end. We're we're a business at the end of the day, okay. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm Leon Edwards, I want whoever brings the most pay per view buys to my card, and that's Covington. Yeah, okay, yeah. both guys deserve the shot. Both guys For deserve sure. a shot. I think the one who sells them, uh, who can make it, uh, the company, and Leon Edwards, like he should be jumping for that fight. Right, yeah. I, I see. But he's, he's not. He he said he wouldn't he's sign. Not. Yeah, I know yeah. he's he's reluctant, which is silly. But I I do see the hard fight. I think Covington gives him a he- hell of a hard fight. Oh, it's but, um, it, Covington will be a harder fight than Bilal for sure, right? Yeah. But I I think Leon's perspective is like when when he was taken off the rankings, he had to go through. It was hard, like all all these trials and tribulations to kind of get to where he is right now. Mm. And Covington's not going through the same thing. Maybe mm. he was just a little bit upset with that. So I can get where he's coming from for sure. Yeah, but that's just that's just the nature of the beast, though. Yeah, like yeah. It, it is. It's like <laughs> it, it still it still makes me laugh when fighters are like surprised that this stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> like it's mate, we're it's a business. It's a business. Yeah. You know, you got to win fights yeah. and you got to sell shows, and yeah. that that's that's the winning ticket to to be to like calling all the shots to being McGregor to earning the big bucks. For sure. You know, that's just the uh, that's just the nature of the beast. 
I'm just thinking about that alternate universe where Usman did get that takedown, ended up winning the fight, and then we wouldn't be having this discussion okay. to, in Wait, terms of whether let, let Covington me, gets that fight. Let, let me slide my opinion <laughs> on that. I think even if he gets the takedown, he doesn't keep him there. Leonard right, was, was doing yeah. so well. Like, he was. Like a couple couple times, Usman yeah. take, took him down to his bum, but he just got to the fence, got yeah. to a knee, isolated yeah. one hand, broke it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, there might be something to say. Remember I mentioned last week that um, – Leon Edwards was talking about the altitude, how it played a factor. Well, yeah. Obviously, maybe it did because he was much fitter this fight. Altitude, home uh, home team advantage or, or home know, advantage. All of it, all in, of it above UK, led to him everything. winning that fight. And he is the Absolutely. world's champion. Yeah. Well, that was the, the main event, but let's talk about all the other. Because as you said, it was a cracking card, Rob. We have Justin Gaethje, Raphael Faziv. That fight was insane. Did you enjoy yeah. it as much as I did? Right. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> let me say, and I mentioned it yeah. last week, that the best leg kicker in the in the game is Justin Gaethje. And I, right. I believe that first leg kick Justin Gaethje opened the fight with, I reckon yep. that won him the fight. You okay? reckon? Yeah, dude. Like, I reckon yeah. that, because that was a solid kick on, on like the calf yeah. muscle. and. Yeah. I think I think it it hurt his leg to a point where mm. if you've been calf kicked once, you're worried about getting calf kicked again. It's just something yeah. that's always there, and mm. I don't know. It was it was it was everything we thought it would be. Fiziev, well, did I say it wrong? Fiziev, 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 Fiziev. Fazeev <laughs> no, was doing exactly everything we thought he would. He was just like yeah. thrown with bad intentions, combos. But yeah. Gaethje never went away. He was always willing to just stay there and and trade. Mm. Like, okay, I took one, but here's two, three more, you know? Well, he had to, like, after that first round, because, like, Fazeev came out, he was so <laughs> fast and he was genuinely worrying Gaethje for a little bit there. And because it was only three rounds, he just needed to get that one more round after that. But maybe it was the calf kick. Uh, just Gaethje kept landing strike after strike, uppercuts. And they were all clean hits. I'm mm. surprised that Fasib didn't get knocked out. Like, Gaethje is just a machine, man. And people, is, I think, maybe forgotten about that. No, no, I have not. You haven't, Rob, but people have. Rob, Rob didn't forget. Gaethje's an absolute murderer. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's a dude that just lives to trade there. Like, he, yeah. he's such a... He's such a hard dude to try and out attrition, I think, because yeah. he doesn't really slow down. He kind of keeps no. the same pace. Like he didn't have the same speed Fazeev did in round one, but he had the mm. same pace in round one as yeah. in round three. If anything, you know, I'll go as far as to say he may have even looked a little faster in three. And as soon as Fazeev started slowing down to a, yeah. to the pace Justin could could work at. Yeah, you could see the trade. The trade exchanges were just changing hands, and um, for sure, yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful fight. I loved Gaethje's message in the in the the post fight interview where he goes, "There's the takedown." Because you know, everybody, everybody, <laughs> even I was just saying, "I'd love to see more takedowns from it." <laughs> and and he, he says it to quiet to shut us all up. Like, "There's the takedown." Yeah, is a, a cool dude. Yeah, I, I was listening to some commentary after that. Like, Fazeev, like, 
he was technically he was meant to be the one if he won this to kind of break up that top four of the division because now that Gaethje's won, what do you do? Like everyone's fought everyone. It's like the it's like a closed group there of those in the top four. What happens next? Do you reckon? Like who, who does Gaethje fight next? Oh, <laughs> who do I want to see him it's- fight, or who does he fight? Oh, you can answer both if you want. <laughs> did, you, did, did you did you see Islam going um commenting on like Chandler throwing the fight against uh, no, I against didn't see Poirier that. No, no, no. So that he got the fight no. with um, so that he got the fight with um with McGregor. Like it is such oh, a uh, yeah, <laughs> it is such a circus right now. I think Shale Sonnen <laughs> mentioned it, and yeah, he's a he's a funny dude as well. But yeah. um. Yeah, it's you know it's funny that dynamic in the top five mm. of that division because that dynamic yeah. is actually across several divisions right now. Hundred percent, it is. It's 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 like it's a weird phenomenon that's kind of happening right now. Yeah. yeah. Because the the titles are changing hands, and yep. it's like two or three dudes are just gatekeeping everything else, so <laughs> that it's like their own private club for them. Rob, you're literally talking in your division. Like that's exactly what's happening with you right now. <laughs> that's I mean, right. I'm, I'm stuck there, dude. That's all right. You I'm are the, the gatekeeper. Yeah, I'm in, and now I'm with in Tory little, won, there's no one else coming in. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, in that little exclusive club of just like trying to tr- like the love triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. But yeah, yeah, so Gaethje won. Um, I mean, who knows what happens next? I, I am I am very interested to see McGregor and Chandler. Um, yeah. But any more to say on that fight, or should we move on to Vittori and Delizze? See, I got let's, that one right this time. Let, let's move. I think did I say it right last week? I'm sure I did. Delizze. No, you sure got it right. No, hundred percent. I was wrong. I th- I think I said dollars dollars a day, but it's Delizze. But man, you were right. Like, you, if any of the fights that you you picked last week, this is the one that you were most correct about. I mean, Vittori yeah. was a beast, man. Yeah, Vittori did very well. I thought it was a very close fight. Very close fight. Yep. Like it's one of those fights that if Delize didn't get, uh, he got his hand raised, and Vittori would be like, "Oh, could see that happening," you know. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was a tough fight, and you can see it's crazy. Delize just walked him down with abandon, you know, mm-hmm. throwing bombs, absolutely bombs. loading up on bombs. Yeah. Like yeah. he would just walk him down, but bah. Yeah, and like he was hitting, he was hitting Vittori. You know, it's like he to have such confidence in your ground game. He's like almost, almost kind of saying, "Take me down, go on, take it, take, take me down." Just walking forward, throwing bombs. (laughs) Luckily, Vittori spent the last eight weeks or so in Thailand. Working on his <laughs> his stand up striking and those leg kicks again. Oh, I think the leg yeah. kicks won the fight. I think leg kicks come in and save the day. Like, Dude, he he it did. So, it was very technical. It was very close. And ultimately, like you, you would just say that Vittoria just got more onto onto Delize. Even though Delize probably got more of the hits that 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 did land, they were probably a bit more significant, a bit a bit bigger. But overall, Vittori just did more. Yeah, it's it's hard to say whether they were more significant because like it could just have something to do with the way Delizze was just walking him down and throwing bombs, you know, if, and telegraphing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just just walking him down, stalking him like that. That puts such a strong image in the judges' minds and in the viewers' eyes of just like yeah. how aggressive it was. It was such an aggressive showing. 
Like, yeah. Even even if he didn't get the W, <laughs> like, yeah. But I think, yeah, that's not going to work on dudes in the top five. It's, no, it's, no, it's yeah, it's it's not going to it's not going to work on dudes in the top five. Another little exclusive club. I mean, would you say that Vittori probably goes on to fight Kennedy now? That's that's probably the fight to make. Oh, I I guess like they haven't fought yet, so I, that, again, that's like the only logical conclusion because but, like. Yeah. Until until the, the the top three sorts itself out, <laughs> yeah, the top five club is just like it's just yeah. a weird spot. Who who is it? Like the only guy I haven't fought in top five is um, Duplace, Driscus. Mm. So mm. maybe there's room for me and him to to dance. Maybe that'd, all right. That'd be yeah. fun. Well, let's see. Fun. Yeah. Well, moving on, we've got a, a quick one because it was a quick fight. But Gunnar Nelson and Brian Barbarana. Gunnar Nelson with the oh. with the armbar. <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting for this one. Let me let me just publicly say, yeah. Gunnar Nelson, mate. I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> I was so wrong. I was so wrong. It, it, it's embarrassing. Like for whatever oh, reason, dude. I had in my head you were about thirty eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> because, because to your credit, you've been fighting killers forever, right? Yeah, I feel like you've been fighting for the last thirty-five years. But yeah, in my head, you were like thirty-eight and old, <laughs> dude. You come in, you come into the fight younger than I thought, <laughs> springier than I thought, more fresh than I've ever seen you ever before, and you put on absolute. Clinic showing like that. I apologize. I had my facts Dude. super wrong. Barbarino, yeah. not not your week, brother. <laughs> not your <laughs> week. Gunnar Nelson, I apologize. And Dude, I have a, a chance. I am a fan now. I am a fan. I want to. I want to be the man leading the little the train, the Gunnar Nelson train. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was, was so wrong. good to see him, though. I mean, like yeah. He, he has been around. It is good to see him win. And with a submission as well. I mean, uh, of Dude. all the other fights, everything was a decision that night, or like at least with the main card. So it was that nice was to see most, a submission in there. That was the most dominant showing on that main card. Yeah. Like it was yeah. it was flawless. He did. Yeah. He just, he did exactly what he wanted. You know, that level of control isn't seen at in the UFC, not on main cards really. It was no, great, man. It was great to see. There it was. Gunnar Nelson, congratulations. Again, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and last up on the main card, Jennifer Meyer, Casey O'Neill. Casey, I, I was completely wrong about this. I mean, Meyer just won the fight cleanly. Like, there, there wasn't anything more to it. Yeah, I just feel like I think Casey gave too much space. I think... She yeah. she went in there, but that in saying that, how hard does Maya hit? It's hard to say. <laughs> My kids yeah, are yelling yeah. in the background. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. They're getting someone, excited about the podcast. Right? Someone messaged in the in the comments saying, "Like loved hearing your kids." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she, I feel like every time Casey went in and she'd pitter patter, she'd go in there, yep. put some volume and work in there. Day, uh, yep. Maya would just like throw heavy leather and Casey would back out, giving her too much space. And that trade, that sort of exchange happened the entire fight, you know. But yeah, chin up, it was a great showing. Maya's got a, a lot of experience in the, in the game. And, uh, yep. you know, I think I think we can expect big things from Casey coming for, moving forward for sure, for sure. Oh, for sure. She'll, she'll come back. As you said, it's because Maya's such a veteran. That experience mm. was ultimately what got her the win. But excited mm-hmm. to see what O'Neill does. And, and probably, again coming back from a, from a pretty significant knee injury could have played a factor as well. Maybe she wasn't as confident on the feet. Maybe, maybe. You know, there's 
oh, you know, a, a big thing that I think a lot of fans and viewers of the sport miss and and forget sometimes because they 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 tune in to watch us punch on and see our super athletes doing their thing. But at the end yeah. of the day, the, we're just people. We're just mm. we're just normal men and women that wake up in the morning, have our coffees, and go to work like everybody else. The so like the day-to-day grind and things with relationships and kids and family and events that happen, you know, outside of the octagon have a lot of significant impact of how you perform inside of the octagon. And, um, you know, you never know what a fighter is going through. You know, you only see the the results, the hand raised or not. It's a, mm, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, and it was, it must've been hard (laughs) for her. Like this was her, she was undefeated, but I feel like, being undefeated, it's so hard in the UFC nowadays. Only very few people have done it. So massive yeah. card too. That O2 Arena was pumping. Yeah, absolutely pumping. You know, in London. How good are UK fans? <laughs> oh, like almost as good as Aussie fans. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> only second to to us. Yeah, it, it's um, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. So like maybe that even played a big part because that was a massive show. For sure, for sure. Well, do you have any closing thoughts on UFC 286 or any anything else MMA you want to talk about, Rob? Yeah, I think it was um, what a phenomenal card. You know, yep. I think I think London did it again in terms of the the support and just putting on a really, really stellar card. That was that was amazing sure. to watch. You know, all the fighters on that card should be super impressed. There were some really really impressive wins and showings in the prelims and the the earlier fights as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I guess just moving forward this week, we got UFC on ESPN forty three. Mm-hmm. The headline is Corey Sandhagen versus Marlon Vera. I are big fan of Sandhagen. The thing is, like, I always tip Sandhagen, always tip him because, like, when you watch him fight, yeah. I, I never understand why he loses. Like, he's just so crafty. He and, and and controls distancing so well. He's almost like Wonder, almost like Wonder Boy. It's another thing. I'm like, yeah. whenever Wonder Boy's fighting, I'm like, well, I'm tipping Wonder Boy because I never understand how he loses. Even <laughs> when he loses, I don't understand how he loses. So I'm very excited for that fight. Um, not a pay per view card this week, but um, yeah, I think that's that's UFC and and fight news this week. Um, look at look at 100%. look at this go, mate. Thirty minutes. Someone, someone, this questions. literally, we said beforehand we're going to try and make this MMA segment 30 minutes, and we pretty much nailed it. We're at 31 nailed minutes it. in. Someone, Look at us go, someone, man. Someone, someone commented, going like, just if we can stick to the segment <laughs> times, I was like, for you, mate, I will do that. <laughs> I will do that. So, there you go 30 minutes of MMA talk, no more, no less. 100%. And now we're up to the video game news segment. A bit of a lighter week. We have some interesting topics to talk about. Plus, we'll be talking about what games that we've been playing mm-hmm. recently as well. But the Diablo 4 open beta. First of all, Rob, are you a Diablo fan? Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited for Diablo 4? I feel like I should ask you that straight up. I, I am. I, um, I'm the sort of guy that... Um, I don't really play betas. I don't. I don't look up game trailers, or Fair. I don't try to to watch too much of what's going on until it releases. Because yep. if I get excited for something that I can't have, I, I borderline go insane. So, <laughs> so I try to keep try to keep my excitement levels to manageable uh, moments. Yeah. yeah. But um, from everything but I'm, I've I'm heard, like, it is. I've, I've been playing it. 
Oh, you've been playing the beta? That's another thing. I don't dude, want to lose dude. all my progress, dude. I don't want to lose. I don't want to put in hundreds of hours only to lose the progress when the beta true. closes. Yeah, I mean, the good thing was so that there were two. There was a closed beta, and you had to pre-order it, or like you know, Blizzard will send you a code. And then there was the open beta. Your progress did cross over between those two if you happen to take place in the closed beta but yeah once the open beta is done everyone's classes get reset you can get some small medallions or stuff like that but ultimately man like i've been playing it it's been really good mm. i've been enjoying it it's been, it, i'm kind of thankful that starfield is is like way away in terms of releasing um potentially near diablo because like my guess was always it would release in june and now it's going to be in, in september so diablo can take that june period and we don't have to try and play two massive RPGs at once. Um, but yeah, like th there were some connection issues, but I think most of the people, and this is the one benefit, Rob, that we have playing in Australia. Like, so yeah, sometimes we don't get servers where we are and the connection's a bit crap. But literally everyone in the US and in Europe were having like hours of, of waiting time just queued in trying to get into this beta. And mm. then every time I'm hopping on to play it, I just go straight in because not as many people are playing in Australia. It's great. I, I I've got to ask, like, the, the people that are complaining about the queue times, like, have they never yeah. played any hot topic online game ever? Like, ever? It's like they were surprised. Like, come yeah. on, man. It was is the this, closed beta. Yeah. Is this the first time you've ever played an online game <laughs> on release? Like, what? <laughs> is that, like, that's what happens. Yeah. You know? But, um, and, and it's tell, a beta tell me, too. Is it going to yeah. be season based, like three and two and everything else ended up, or is it going to be different? I don't actually know whether it's going to be season based. Like all that I that I know is like they've got the 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 two new classes. So they have got the druid and the necromancer that are joining in the in the open beta. I don't know how the seasons are going to work though. But what they're doing, which I really like right now, is they're going for a much more much more of a focus on storytelling. Like mm. if you even played the beta, a lot of cutscenes. They're trying to tell out this story with Lilith. Yeah. It's really cool as someone that does like storytelling to come into a game like this with such an emphasis. Yeah, on, they on they Love had uh, they had druids and necromancers in two. Did you play two? I didn't play two though. I played three, but okay. not two. Yeah, played a lot of. But like, in three? terms of like what are new now, yeah, I played three. But in terms of like the characters that are new now, you had the barbarian, rogue, and the sorcerer <laughs> in the closed, and now in the open, they're introducing the druid and the necromancer. Okay. So That's druid cool. looks freaking awesome. I, I definitely want to play as that. Um, but I ultimately I played as the rogue, and that was all right. I've got to ask you. Here's the most important question you'll be asked today, Go on. mate. Go on. Do you play softcore or hardcore? Uh, <laughs> you know my answer, Rob. You know, know my answer. answer. I know Just the answer. Say, yeah, yeah. I look, and the I'm, there's no shame in it. I look at it. There's, there's no, no shame in it. Yeah, there's no shame in it. <laughs> I know you like to sweat when you play video you're, games. You're the, right? one, you're the one that groaned when I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming too. I got I got a mate. You know my 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 best mate Pete. He's yeah. He's like a he'll play hardcore if I like I force him and like keep him on there. But as soon as <laughs> as soon as I log out for any any amount of time, soft core yeah. character straight away. Like <laughs> good on him though. Sticking no, to his convictions. Mate, no hardcore like <laughs> mate. There is something about the moment when every when shit's hitting the fan and you're lagging and. Like yep. you're surrounded by mobs and you know you're going to lose a character that you've spent about 40, 50, 60 hours in and your balls start going into your heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your, 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 your butthole clenches. And, yeah. 
<laughs> dude, that, that moment I live for. The, dude, the, you and I clearly have a different idea of what's enjoyable <laughs> when it comes to playing video games. The post-death the post depression is a bit hard, but, <laughs> but mate, it is. I don't know. I live for that. I live for that moment. Look, it's it's not like I'm like, there will be games that I do it with. Like, I'll give you an example. Doom Eternal, right? I played that mm. on, on the hardest difficulty. I finished it, got killed a ton of a ton, ton of times, mm. but it got in there in the end and it was satisfying. Yeah. But in the moment, if you ask me, did I enjoy that? Like nine times out of 10, no, because I kept dying. <laughs> Doom's, <laughs> Doom's a hard game to enjoy just because of how fast everything's going. Like oh, I, I love Doom, but I've got to give myself like a like a time limit. Otherwise, my anxiety goes to 10. <laughs> like, there's just things going everywhere. It's hard to keep, uh, keep, keep tabs on. I'm not Especially as fast. Especially Doom Eternal. Yeah, I'm Doom, not as, as fast as I used to be. Yeah, that game, like, like I finished it on the hardest difficulty and you have veterans that are really good at it. But if you don't play it for a couple of months and you try and come back to it, you get your ass handed to you. It is yeah. that game where you need to pick up on the combos. You need to make sure that you're swapping weapons constantly. Recently, it had its third birthday as well. It's been three years, Rob. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It, <laughs> time, time flies. Is by. Well, it, is, it yeah. just flies. It's 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 yeah. It's <laughs> it's one of those games you need to be you need to be on and you need to stay on. You need to have some energy drink next to you and and just be firing. But um, <laughs> next up we have Sony. Sorry, Sony versus Microsoft. There there's a big long kind of fight, I guess you can call it, between them over Microsoft wanting to acquire Activision Blizzard. There's been a lot of back and forth. Like they're going to court as well. Ultimately, like a big part of it does come down to Call of Duty. Sony is a little bit worried that Microsoft, they're signing 10-year deals everywhere to Nintendo and random streaming services. But Sony is worried that Xbox could turn around and deliver kind of like a, a worse product of Call of Duty, specifically on PlayStation consoles. Microsoft is saying that doesn't make sense because we'd want the game to sell as well as possible. I got to ask you, Rob, like, what do you think about, first of all, Microsoft wanting to acquire Activision Blizzard? It's a massive, massive acquisition that still hasn't finished yet. When, when you say, when you say um, Activision Blizzard, like that's, the, mm. that's the, the subsection, the branch of Blizzard, yeah? That, no, that, so Activision Blizzard is the parent company. So the oh, one that owned, Blizzard owns Blizzard. both Blizzard. Yeah, Blizzard Blizzard is under there. You know, Activision is under there. So think of Call of Duty, Diablo. Everything, if this acquisition goes through, would be owned by Microsoft. Slash yes. Xbox. Mate. <laughs> it's huge, man. It's huge. If, if Microsoft have the power to get Blizzard, then dude, like... <laughs> There's only, it's only a matter of time before Microsoft owns the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like this is probably, if this acquisition goes through, because they obviously just acquired, or before that acquired ZeniMax with Fallout, Elder Scrolls, et cetera. And then if they do acquire them, they, they can't be acquiring anyone else for, for such a long time, especially because how hard this acquisition is proving to be, it is taking forever to get done. And it's still not approved because government bodies are saying, we're a little bit worried about you monopolizing the industry. They, they're, they're, that's literally what they're doing. That's literally what they're doing. It's that's not what Microsoft like, says. It's a little bit late to say we're worried now. <laughs> they, they already own like several of the kingpins. It's it's yeah. They, here's the thing, Rob. They do. They, uh, if you look at you know console gaming. Yeah, it's Microsoft, it's PlayStation, and it's Nintendo. But if you look at gaming as a broader spectrum, mobile games, you've got bigger companies than Microsoft out there. Like Microsoft actually isn't even in the top. 
you, you've got companies that are heavily involved in mobile games, in online MMOs that are making hand over fist with money. And that's essentially Microsoft's argument is to say, you're taking such a narrow view of the games industry. It's not just console games. It's this wider bubble here. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get it done though. I, I, they, they're probably going to have to make some concessions, which is why they're handing out ten-year deals everywhere. Mate, Blizzard is the first step to world domination. Mark my words. I love how you think it's Blizzard and not Activision, because Call of Duty is the biggest title Mark of play my words. here. Yeah, but I just feel like that's. I just feel like that's the you know wow. That's the avenue. Fair? That's the avenue yeah. that that opens the doors to like MMOs. Like what? What is the limitation past that? There's like the into True. every other avenue, and 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 genre. I just, yeah, I, I think it's just it doesn't bother me. I play computer. It's anyway. gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> it's it's good for us. The competition's good. We're still gonna get our Blizzard games, our Activision games. Um, May, uh, potentially down the line, if you own a PlayStation, maybe not. But Microsoft is the same. <laughs> They're at least saying we're gonna we're gonna leave you with your games. But moving on to the last topic, so Rob, like, I don't know if you know much of this, but it was just a crazy. It was like the top viewed story this week. It must have been. So the Nintendo Wii U and the 3DS, the eShops are essentially closing down because they're older consoles. They it costs money to keep those stores up. Nintendo saying we're going to shut them down, and it's happening very soon this month. So starting like last year, roughly, there was this YouTuber. His name was the Completionist. He was like, "I'm going to buy every single game on the Wii U store and the 3DS store to make sure I have them before they are shut down." Because once the stores are shut down, you will not be able to download and play a lot of these games. A lot of these games that are exclusive to those stores. This guy ended up spending. buying 464 eShop cards because he couldn't do it all through credit cards because the bank would probably cancel the transactions. Getting how many games? It was 866 Wii U games and 1,547 3DS games. Could you imagine spending that amount of money on (laughs) video games? It was crazy. Well, it would... It depends how how big of a YouTuber is he. Massive. He's pretty big. He honestly, he would probably make that money back in the video that he made of it because it's getting ah. hundreds of thousands of views. Then it's a then it's a it's a, it's a no thought. Like, but it was very smart if you think about it from that perspective. Yeah, but but more than that, like once you've got them all, what do you do with yourself? Like you're going to be browsing through that library forever. <laughs> if, if, do you if know what he, he did though, Rob? What? So he, he he actually, he's donating it to a video game foundation that's like committing to preserva- preservating video games. So now those video games will never be lost because he was the one that downloaded it and he donated. So he had the 3DS and like several SSDs and uh, SD cards and donated the whole thing. Imagine spending $22,000 and just donating. Yeah, but that that's just for a video then. That that annoys me a little bit. You've taken some of <laughs> you've taken some of my happy jelly beans out of the out of what you just told me because because like then he did it just for the YouTube video. You I know, would say I, he did I, it for wanted, the preservation. I wanted him to be a dude that spent his life savings on <laughs> on these Wii U 3DS games and now has to spend the next ten years <laughs> playing four hundred odd games. Dude, like no one, no one's going to be able to. 3DS games. 
No one's finishing that <laughs> amount of titles, like over 2,000 titles. I, I, I genuinely don't know anyone that could finish that amount of titles in their lifetime. Maybe just play briefly, but definitely not finish in there. Well, well, you see, that's how you get my subscribe. I, I like seeing <laughs> the weird, like passionate. Dude, I, I reckon you'd like his channel. His channel is really, really cool. His, his whole shtick is pretty much the completionist. I will finish every single aspect in a video game. Any achievement, every collectible, literally everything he completes it, and he kind of journeys the the process. It's really interesting. Okay, you, you know, like in terms of like watching video game stuff, like in, my favorite stuff is I like watching people suffer. Okay, not in real life, in games. Okay, <laughs> like I want to see people, like I want to see something that is so painstakingly hard. That yep. you know they are not enjoying themselves. So, like, there's a you played Elden Ring. I'm sure a lot of other people. Are. Of course, there's, there's, yeah. look up challenge runs. There's a dude. There's a dude that does like the no no running challenge, and like he has no fast travel or anything like that either. He walks the entire game. Insane. Like bosses kills everything like it is you know he hates himself <laughs> like you know and i love that i love that that's what didn't that dude he did the no dodging <laughs> challenge as well it was something crazy like yeah that. Like, wa- i don't know how they do that i've watched them all. it's so good because you know they're suffering and it makes it makes <laughs> me feel good does that make me a psycho it does though a little bit, but it makes you feel better <laughs> because you've gone through the hard yards in Elden Ring and you know how hard that game can be. Mate, and to watch him walk through it is just funny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, well speaking of games that we're playing, um, let's cover that next section off. For mm-hmm. me, I've actually, Rob, I've been playing the Resident Evil 4 remake. You mentioned which, that last week. What, what, yeah, man. Tell it, me about it's it. It's been exciting. It's it's really so it's to to be clear like an embargo just went up there's certain things that I can't say the full game is releasing later in the week but it is really really good man like and, and as someone that I didn't actually play the did you play the original Resident Evil 4 Yeah is that the one with the the village Yeah it's like well, a, it's like a creepy looking it, village can't, No so there's Resident Evil 7 which is like the village but like, I mean, it, it, it's it, it is its own village, but it's based in rural Spain, and there's a bunch of people that have been taken over by a parasite. Very kind yeah, of a similar yeah, story yeah, to yeah, most yeah, Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah, it's you like, play as Leon, the guy with like the longer, wider hair. They're not zombies; they're like cultist-looking things. Yeah, I I, I did yeah. play that. I did play that way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But it, the, the remake is all, it, it runs beautifully. They, they've added some really cool new things. Mm. Um, I'm really enjoying it, man. Again, it's like, there's not too much that, that I can say about it. Um, but the reviews that came out, they were like unanimously 90, like there were hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. IGN gave it 100. Other places gave it a 10 out of 10. It is looking to be, even though it's only like 15 hours or so, it's looking to be a really, really strong pickup. Um, if you are interested in Resident Evil, have sure. they kept have they kept strong to their roots where it's like the directionals, like you can only walk forward and backwards, and then you have to turn your character, or have they made it like full <laughs> no, not three sixty? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can you can full three sixty it, but they've remade it, so like there's a okay. lot of nice kind of conveniences now. Um, okay. But it just like the, I was genuinely surprised about how well it ran, um, and it's a super interesting story. It's it's Resident Evil as you would love it, so I'm you're, excited for other people to pick it up. You're a big Resident Evil fan. 
I am. I like the reason. I tell you why. The reason why I like Resident Evil because the games are typically shorter. And with my schedule at the moment, I love. I love short games. I love games that I can get done in in Mm. just like a week or two. Like this is fifteen hours. The previous Resident Evil games like twenty to thirty hours. You're not spending crazy amounts of time. And I know that I love Bethesda games and other big RPGs, which are like hundreds of hours. So every now and again, it's nice to play a Resident Evil game. 15 hours, 20 hours, 25 hours, you get it done, you have a blast and you move on. That's mm. why I love them. That's why I always play them. See, I, I'm the opposite there. I need, I hate it. If it's got an ending, <laughs> I don't really want to play it. I need to be able to play this game Oh, forever. come on. No. Nah, and I, you I, said I, that you can't play a game that's like a different character or like a, nah, a character that's existing. I'll, I'll play a character and then I'll stop. I won't feel like playing that game and then two years later I'll come back <laughs> and start playing it. Like Same character, same dude. Yeah. But I reckon I, you'll it, like it, man. <clears throat> I remember playing Resident Evil way back when I was when I was a kid, and yep. I um it used to give me absolute nightmares, nightmares. Hundred percent. Like I'd be in yeah. my bed and think I can hear zombies crawling downstairs, but like, yeah. but I just kept I was playing the exact it. Same, I kept man. playing it. I loved it. What's what's in your opinion the what's your favorite Resident Evil title, and what do you think is the best Resident Evil title? Let's get into this. Let's oh. fight over this. Uh, I, I really like Biohazard. No, I would say I really, really like Biohazard. I thought that game was phenomenal. Um, I don't know why, though. I I have fun. I kind of remember the name of it. I have fond memories of the Resident Evil game. You probably played it if you played it that long ago. Um, so it's the one where, if you remember, you kind of like every time you'd go into a new scene and there's just like a static background and you would go through, shoot some zombies, and move to the next scene. It wasn't like an open world experience or anything like that. I cannot remember the name of it, but that game creeped the hell out of me and got me into Resident Evil in the first place. I'm gonna, f- I'm, I'll, I'll think of the name. It's on the top tip of my tongue, but whatever name of that Resident Evil game, that would be one of my favorites. My favorite Resident Evil was Outbreak. Resident Evil Outbreak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it had like two Fair. parts to it, and I loved it. Like you played as a copper or, or a, yeah. a lady, and they all had their own unique things, and it was like a set scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's the same scenario every time, but how <laughs> the order in which you did activities changed the outcome of yeah. the scenario. I just, I just love yeah. that game. But um, I, I think one of the better ones, and one of the ones that still gives me bloody nightmares thinking about it, is Code Veronica. Did you ever play that one? Yeah. I never played it, but I've heard good things. Okay. So everyone out there who's played Code Veronica, if you guys remember (laughs) the scene where the cops locked in his office and he's been bitten and go in there earlier on and he goes, just leave me here to die, take this key, blah, 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 go deal with it. And then you leave and he locks the door behind it so you can't get back in. But then somehow later in the game, hours after hours, you go back in there and it plays his cutscene of him be turning into a zombie. That is still in my head, giving me PTSD. I love it. <laughs> it is, lives there rent free. It is terrifying. Probably one of the most terrifying scenes I've I've I can remember. Like it was it was terrifying. How good is Resident Evil, honestly? <laughs> Mate, it's, it's iconic at Fantastic. this point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but what about you? What are you playing at the moment? I am playing. Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. So, um, okay, all right, yeah. If you're if you're a fan of games like Dragon Age, like yep. things like that, um, yeah, it's it's similar to that, but it runs off like uh, the D and D fifth edition fifth edition rules, Pathfinder subsect yep. sort of thing. And um, yep. yeah, I'm hooked on that. Like the the character building in that because I I love building characters. So I'll spend 
I'll spend four hours just in character building, like character creation screen, just like hours. I'll spend days researching <laughs> subcategories of dips and levels and skill attributes and feats just to make the optimum build. I won't even play the game. I'll just spend a week thinking of the build and then get sick of the game just from <laughs> researching it. Like I'm getting a common theme here, Rob, because you said something <laughs> similar last week when it came to 576. Is that just what you do? You, you get so invested and then you don't play the game. I just, I build, I love building characters. It's my favorite <laughs> thing to do in the world. I love trying to min-max characters and it's so much fun. I do it in all my games. It's, it's, it's honestly similar to like modding an Elder Scrolls game or a Fallout game. You spend more time modding than you actually do playing the damn game. And by the time <laughs> yeah. you, you got your mod set ready, your list and you're, and you're ready to play, you're too tired and then you move on. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, well, I want to add this new mod and see how it goes. And you barely play the game. You know what happens to me? Every time I try and jump back into Skyrim, I go straight into the, the, the mod workshop and I start downloading. And I just, I'm like, have you heard of the story of Icarus? That's me. I fly too close you to the sun. <laughs> I want too I want too much. The greed gets to me. And then I go to play and it crashes with instantly. Because <laughs> you every had too time, much crap to it. Every time, like 200 mods, I'm like, one more, one more. <laughs> uh, poor Pathfinder. It's never going to have uh, you play it at all. <laughs> Sick game, though. If you like building characters and you like games like Dragon Age, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Really, really cool. It's got like a um awesome, like a Heroes of Might and Magic element in there as well. It's pretty yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, right. sweet. Well, that's what we're playing. And now we're moving on to the last segment. Yeah. Fan questions. Rob, we pulled from the same set of questions that were posed after you tweeted the other week. Mm -hmm. So the first question that we have is from KCJ underscore 516 asking, Do you consider a hot dog in a bun a sandwich? Yes or no? And I'll give you a real easy answer for that one. Uh, Anything encased in bread is a sandwich. Don't care. Anything. 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 Look, I would agree the hot dog in a bun, it's a sausage sandwich, right? That's what it is. Mate. But I think Anything. that's a stretch because there's some other creations that you might not consider it a sandwich. Name something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say, okay, okay. Uh, Hmm. Let's say you're having no, that wouldn't that wouldn't count. Hey, uh, I'm trying I'm trying you, to think of something you, that that. No, 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 okay, hmm. let me run through some hypotheticals. I'll be, I just put it on you there. Okay, let me run All you right. through some hypotheticals to really really drive home my point. You got a meat pie. Yeah. You put it between two pieces of bread. What is it? <laughs> you, know, you got a banana. It's you a meat pie sandwich, mate. You got a banana. You put it between two pieces of bread. What is it? <laughs> banana sandwich, like, mate. That's it's just it's just simple. It's simple facts. That's just how it is. But is it is it the placement of the bread like this? Because what if it's here's the thing. What if it's just one piece of bread folded over and the sausage in there? Do you, is that still a sandwich? Are you witching the sands together, Rob? Because it's just one so, piece of bread. Uh, riddle me this: What do you call a sausage in a piece of bread? <laughs> it's a sausage sandwich. I know. I agree. <laughs> I'm just trying right. to think of something that combats your general rule because it, it's too good. It doesn't. It's like if, if if there's if it's encased in bread, it's a sandwich. And I, I I'm gonna think of something. Next podcast, I'll come with something that's like, have right. you thought of yeah. this? But yeah. no. So Disco Panda on Twitter asks Bobby Knuckles, what's one area of your game you personally felt was weak and you addressed it before a specific fight that required it? What do you reckon? Um. Hmm. 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 So, probably my um, debut. No, not debut. So, mm. I, I've the end of the show, the the Ultimate Fighter show. 
I fought the yep. finale and I won that fight. But then my first fight in the UFC poster show was against uh, names eluding me right now. But he was a he was a strong wrestler. That was his whole game, his whole stick. Right. Um, right. And my I hadn't done Donada wrestling, like almost no wrestling <laughs> at this point. So the whole camp I had trained with my left hand down, which you can see in the fight. My left hand is by my ankles, just about. The entire fight to get <laughs> to get the head start with with stuff in the takedowns. Looking back, so obviously my wrestling was weak. I addressed it for that yeah. fight in specific with uh, my hand down. Looking back at that fight, I think it's the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. I <laughs> I am embarrassed to have ever have fought like that, but it happened, and there it is. <laughs> well, you learn from it, right? I mean, like, like oh, it's just mate. you cringe a little bit when you see the highlights. But that's how often do those highlights come up, anyways, right? Oh, too often, mate. Too often. <laughs> too often. It's because you're hyper fixating on it. You're noticing it every too time. Too often. Well, there you go, Disco Panda. And then next question we've got, Upkick for the win asks, if you could instantly have one non-MMA skill, what would it be? Oh, I, man. I really like this question. That's a massive, that's a massive question. I'm going to let you answer your mm. this first. You go first. So, so think about my thing that I've, yeah, the thing that I've always, always wanted to be able to do is work with like visual effects and being an, and be an animator. Like the people that can just whip together an intro for a video or a cool cinemagraphic, or just even be a, a really good artist, create my own emotes and stuff. I would love to have that skill. I think that's invaluable. I just, and I, I could probably take the time and be invested in it. I just, I don't know how much time it would take. It would be such a cool thing to be able to do. So mm. that's the one thing for me. Not you, can, you can do it. Like, granted, uh, you, like you, you do it for our, our podcast now, for your own, your own uh, well, video your own YouTube channel different. as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the things that I create are very simple. Yeah, yeah. Look, oh, wow. video editing was was a little bit intimidating to me before I got into it, and then you learn it. So it could just be another one of those things. But I, I really do think like the the level to which you need to get at to be good mm. at it is much higher than video editing. So is this question like when they say non skill, do, do we become like the best at that skill? Is that is that how we're interpreting interpreting this question, or are we just okay at this skill? Oh, let's just. Well, he just says <clears throat> not just one skill, not the best at, but something that you can do just like, something pretty okay be like at. better than the general population <laughs> that, yeah. change, that yeah. changes everything because i was going to say i was going to say soccer well, what like you say? football all because right I, because yeah, if, if yeah. i had godlike skill then i could just yeah. become the next robaldinho you know what i mean <laughs> 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 like, there's a lot of money in football <laughs> mate i couldn't have it but if you if you're gonna make me average i don't want to be i don't want to be a freaking average soccer player <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible that's a good what point I, what do I do coach, coach my, my son's team I don't I know so <laughs> I guess wait hold on so what were you always a big fan of soccer more, no. more than any other sport rugby league it's just I know the soccer players get paid more so same, that's, yeah, that's, same. That's, who do you support rugby league by I'm, the way I'm working with the Bulldogs this year yeah. I thought it was Bulldogs. Yeah, that yeah. was my first guess. Yeah, yeah. me and um, I'm me a Raiders boy. I'm, I'm Canberra born and bred. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that explains a lot. Ah, 
Look, listen here, man. Next next episode, dark, I'm wearing my jersey. <laughs> I know that we have a crap team one, this year, one, right? but one, we're going to do good. One of the first jerseys I ever actually received was a Canberra Raiders jersey. And I, I, I got a soft Legit? spot for Canberra Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was like in the under yeah. eights, my dad came home with a Canberra Raiders jersey. I don't know why. Because like he, he follows is the Is your dad a Raiders fan? <laughs> no, he follows oh, the bunnies. <laughs> so I got no idea why, why I, he came home with that jersey. But... But uh, yeah. it's, it's a fond memory of mine, so you no know, soft spot for him. But if that's, I could have one cool, man. one skill that's not MMA related that I'm okay yeah. at, um, far out. okay, um, yeah. no, it would have to be. I'm gonna say how how okay, like how how good's okay. Like I, I could, I would say you're pretty good. Like you so, could, you know. Okay, so like if I chose the guitar, I could busk. That good. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say... I've seen some pretty good buskers play guitar too. I'm going to say poker. Poker? That's yeah. okay. Actually, actually, no. I changed my answer. Magic. Oh, here we go. Yeah, magic. <laughs> that magic? Would be, yeah. That would be such what, a is cool... It, is that something you've always wanted to do? Uh, yeah, I'd love to do it if I could. I just don't have the dexterity. <laughs> like, like all that sleight of yeah. hand stuff, that looks phenomenal. Yeah. I thought poker would be wait, cool because then you could full hustle your mates and like, you know, yeah, you when, when, yeah, when, like every every Christmas dinner when everyone's around, it's like, hey, I want to play some poker. <laughs> like, you know who's winning. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think I think sleight of hand would be way cooler. If you go, guys, Hold check on. this out. <laughs> you, you could hustle your mates as well. Like if you're a magician with like a three-card Monty, you'd be able to do that easy. That'd be like yeah. a walk in the park for you. Mate. Yeah, I reckon magic. I reckon, I reckon sleight of hand would be wicked to be all right at. Yeah. That's a cool answer. Um, yeah. So next up, we've got Crimson MK1 on Twitter. What is your Brazilian jiu-jitsu level? My my, I'm a black belt. I've been doing black it. Belt. What Dan? Uh, I've just the the first the f no not I don't think I'm a first. Name. I think I'm just just a black belt. I um I received mm. it maybe the year before last. I've been doing jiu-jitsu okay. since I was about fourteen. So what's that? Yeah, cool. Six, I don't know, 16 odd years or something like that. It's, um, yeah, yeah. It's been a long journey. But yeah, I, uh, cool. like, but I, I don't do as much gear as I want to now. But, um, yeah. Obviously, most, most of it is MMA specific, which is a lot of no gear. But, Fair. yeah, a lot of love for the sports still. We're at, what's next? Yeah, sweet. And the last question that we've got is Swag Biscuit Swag One. Biscuit what one. is your. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know, what is your favorite? You know what I love about Swag Mystic One? You're like, they, someone took Swag Biscuit and he was like, no, I want this name. <laughs> He's like, no, I want this name. <laughs> and put one after it. Because he's oh, number one. He's the number one that Swag cracked, Biscuit. Or, or he's like my dad and made Swag Biscuit before and forgot all his login details. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So Swag Biscuit One asks, "What is your favorite division to watch in the UFC right now?" Ooh, that's tricky. What's yours? Look, Rob, I, I I like watching your division. I, I'll be honest. I like watching you fight. Um, but <clears throat> after that, I would probably say, "Oh man, I'm gonna say heavyweight because I think John Jones is a freak, and I just love watching mm. heavyweights just batter each yeah. other, man." Yeah, man. So like, I would say that heavyweight fights are cool, but I yeah, I would have to say lightweight. I reckon. I reckon that okay. would be my favorite division to watch right now. 
Um, yeah. No, right now no, because of the fighters. In there. I, I also I also enjoy watching heavyweight and light heavyweights. Like the bigger boys just – because you know like a knockout's around the corner. You yeah. Know? So that's, so that's a lot of fun. But <laughs> the, light, the lightweight division, like – actually, no. I, I say lightweight division, but I'm only talking about Poirier, Gaethje, and, and yeah. um, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, top of my head, can't remember. Godfather McGregor. Um, uh, Chandler. Chandler. Like – that's the only yeah. reason why I like. I want to see those three fight, dudes fight <laughs> each other all at once, forever. Yeah, <laughs> just those three, you know. Um, yeah, probably, probably. Like, I would love to see the UFC introduce yeah. that multi-man no, fight. Probably heavyweight too. Sick. Heavyweight too would yeah. be my favorite. I reckon it's just a cool yeah. division. Yeah, sick. Well, we, yep. we've got to the to the end of the fan questions. Rob, did you have? Anything else you wanted to chat about at the end? We've reached that hour mark. We're doing really well, man. I'll tell you what. We're hitting it, like hitting our time marks perfectly. You're welcome, perfectly. random. You're, you're welcome, random <laughs> comment in YouTube who I did this for. <laughs> exactly. And we'll have the timestamps in the description. So, Rob, thank you for, for joining today. It's been great talking as always. Mate, thanks for having me and thank you for, for, for coming on. Thank you for all the listeners for, for tuning in and tuning in to last week's episode. You know, it fuels us to get these yeah. out and it's been fun. Stay tuned for next week. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs>